see if Psychonautic Gnostic is ready. Got you now, Moonstrom. <laughs> that I recognize that tin hat. <laughs> I recognize that tin hat. This seems like sabotage is afoot. I'm ready for you, Moonstrong. I've got some questions. Questions. Well, maybe we have answers, but Conspiracy Kyle, we've been down this road before, and it's a moped ride to insanity with you. Excuses, excuses, excuses. That's all it ever is. You know, sometimes the validity of these excuses should be paramount. What questions are on your tin-filed 5G-protected brain today, Conspiracy Cat? Lucifer. Lucifer. I know you like to say that it's all some kind of metaphor, but it's not. Why would they use that word in particular? Well, Both Pike and Manly P. Hall, sir. Okay, so you're, you mean the, some of the two of the most metaphoric and symbolic writers of their time. You mean they meant the, the literal Lucifer? Satan himself. Satan. What's, what's your evidence, Cal? Tell me. Where's your concrete proof? Obviously, it's the Bible. I mean, Lucifer's in there. It says that he has fallen. He has fallen angel Lucifer. Lucifer. Okay, so one, the Bible. We're talking now about the, the, the Christian text, Christian canonical text, not a symbolic, not a, not a text associated with Freemasonry. So how do we even know these are the same character? Why, even in the English language, there's three different words for there, and they all have different connotation. How do you determine the difference between those, Cal? They knew what they were doing. In this situation, I think the only person we can trust is, is an individual mind of authority. In the, uh, we, we, need, we need psychonautic Gnostic. He doesn't need to be a part of this. <laughs> no, see, see, and that's where I, you're wrong. We have to have a mutual open-ended conversation. Insanity on one end, logic and reason on the other. And maybe, maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle. And then that'll I will be... give a moment. Yo. <laughs> but I could be back. Uh-huh. I, w- I welcome it. I welcome it, Conspiracy Cal. We need, we need your perspective. We've got to try don't, to understand somehow. Don't go anywhere. I'm not going to be far. <sighs> Had to fight him off a bit, but I got it. I made Brother, it. thank God you're here. That was insane. I, 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 felt, I, felt, I felt assaulted. I came in preparing to have a normal, sane conversation. It was, I, I, we were going to address the problem and instead I met the problem. What, what's going on? How, how could this be? Sometimes he takes over it. I just, I can't help it. I can't. Sometimes he gets in the way. He just pops on. Tell you what, you spend so much time when it comes to, you, you, you get onto TikTok, you get onto any of the internet portals or forums over masonry. Right. You run into some immediate insanity some absolutely speculative i mean even in things where it's like why 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 are we talking about this on this video this video was about blank you saw my hat and now it's about lucifer so in particular i'm, I'm fascinated with this unique conspiracy that freemasons or freemasonry in general has to do with lucifer or this christian figure what are your thoughts on it i do understand it because i mean i I grew up a pretty fundamental Baptist Christian, and everybody knows that Lucifer is Satan, right? Everybody. I mean, that's just a common accepted thing. So if you read it, and, you know, especially in the language that Hall and Pike talk in, I mean, it's not what we typically use. It's very lofty, very intelligent, very well thought out. And 
if you read Lucifer, you just go and you have an emotional reaction. That's it's, it's a, a yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, as, as a young Christian, the thought of good old Lucifer, good old pitchfork boy, that terrified me. I mean, it was it was that that was the, the boogeyman that represented the source of all evil. Pretty scary. Yeah. So in particular with and I'll admit their language is definitely lofty and but it's it's so briefly used it's it's so it short the reference and the point what is the primary thing that you see people just justifying or using this this and this metaphor or this analogy about lucifer within the craft what what are your well, what's because your oftentimes they get oftentimes they get the quote wrong they get the one that Abel Clarendella Reeve wrote in his book, oh, Woman no. and Child in Freemasonry. And that is a completely false quote that he attributes to Albert Pike. See, I didn't even know that personally. Uh, in general, that's that I, 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 because in Morals and Dogma, I'm, I'm familiar with, uh, I think it's one line. I don't remember. Actually, I need to find it. I need to go get my Google's on to pull it up. Yes, yes. <laughs> actually, let me let me do that. Yes, yes. So while I do that, tell me what your particular opinion is of the analogy of Lucifer, and likewise, what Albert Pike or Manly P. Hall was referring to when they used this symbol in their analogy. Well, when Pike and Hall use it, they're referring to the actual definition of Lucifer, which is light bearer. And in masonry, of course, light pretty much equals gnosis or spiritual knowledge. So they're just using it in that way as a knowledge bearer, a knowledge bringer. Not to reference Satan. So when, I mean, I'll be honest, within the fraternity and within the craft, this idea of light and seeking more light in this concept, I I find it interesting because I... they knew what they were doing, Manly Fu Hall and Albert Park. That oh, was, yeah. and they chose to use such evocative language, such symbol. I mean, controversial symbology. Why do you think they? Why do you think they did that? Maybe it was on purpose. Maybe it was about. I mean, they're all about esoterics, right? So hidden knowledge, hidden information that only is for a select few. So people who are knowledgeable and who research these things would know what they're talking about. And people who just stick with the common misconceptions, they're not going to understand it or they're going to get the wrong idea. So it's shrouded knowledge. So perhaps that was on purpose. Well, I definitely, I mean, the the concept of veiled mystery is very profound and it's very common in all systems of mystery schools. Even if you're talking going into Greece, if you're talking going into um, ancient East, there's a power in creating an evocative image, creating something that, you know, catches the attention in particular. So, okay, now you, being an individual who's really been on the forefront of anti, you were very much against anti-Masonic misinformation, I feel. Now, yes, conspiracy <laughs> absolutely. Conspiracy cow, not present or involved. Not so much. Um, but you, you, you actively are on the forefront of that fight. What do you use and how, how do you begin to pull apart that argument when people present it to you? Or at this point, is it you know, more of a, a fruitless game? Not fruitless. Um, I have had a few productive conversations with people who are anti-Masonic. It's rare. Usually it's just, 
bad mouthing and then blocking. It's just a whole fight. But sometimes they will actually listen to what I have to say. I start with humor. I do my humorous videos and try to grab attention. And if I get their attention, then I try to engage them with conversation. And I present my evidence, they present theirs, and we have a conversation about it. If they want to just fling mud and spam comment, that's when I turn it off. That's when I'm like, okay, you're not going to listen to me. I'm done. It's like at this point, not much, not much. And that's inevitably, some people are very bound in their opinion. So for those people who you've been able to have a conversation with, uh, did, did you get very far? Do you, did they, were they able to be like, oh, was, did, did they get it? Or was it just lost, not lost, but you know, how did those conversations go? It wasn't a full 360. It was kind of like, okay, well, you may not worship Satan, but I still don't completely trust you. That kind of thing. So at least I got him halfway there. You know, honestly, I mean, the next part is you just got to get him on the back of the goat, I think. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Oh, so that's, I mean, that's a fair enough segue. When you, when you started, before you were a Freemason, how long have you been within the craft again? Apologize. Five years. Scared. Five years. So when you started, what, what conspiracies or what, what were some of your precepts in the beginning that, that you thought, and you know, as they were changed and disillusioned once you came into them? I wasn't sure. I mean, I'd done some research. Uh, I found all the conspiracy stuff. And I'm like, hmm, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I was more like, I didn't want to go to either extreme. I was like, no, they may not be a completely benevolent thing, but there's no way they're sacrificing people and worshiping Satan. There's no way that's true. (laughs) So I went in with an open mind and I'm like, well, I'll find out eventually. I can appreciate that perspective, especially considering some of the extremes that the, the I mean, I'll be like, I was a national treasure um, Freemason thought like that. That's the way I, I thought about it before I joined. And to be honest, little let down, little let down that yeah. I was not like suddenly they're like, oh, he is yours. Like when I got my side from like, this is fantastic. I was, there were certain parts of it where I was like, I expected like the spinning Da Vinci Code codex thing like my mind had made this into such as it was it's all headcanon at that point so i can't give it anything other than my own credit to my own imagination but there's there's a unique aspect to how your imagination plays into the crafting practice where it's positive and good but then likewise when you before you're when you're on the outside and you're so curious what motivates you to get into it yeah i i totally bought the whole knowledge about aliens and the ark of the covenant and things like that or oak island the treasure that really oh, intrigued yeah. Me. yeah yeah the knights templar treasure i was just like hmm fascinating this could be true this isn't too far-fetched and now what's your thoughts and this is one so stepping away from some of the crazy internet conspiracies and internet conspiracies and into what's this is a personal Masonic uh, uh, Masonic conspiracy of my own. That when you look at the legend of King Solomon, that he possessed such mighty wisdom. In fact, in our craft, it's venerated. Now, interestingly, not the individual to whom any of our lodges are dedicated, which is funny, considering his it's the it's King Solomon's temple, but. Uh, I know, I know some of the early lodges were, but anyway, King Solomon gets attributed with, in the Testament of Solomon, a lot of magic, a lot of gnosis, a lot of use of, of, of very evocative forms. The, you know, this being content that you have 
featured on your channel. You've done a whole series on it. So I know it's not a necessary thing, but how does that, do you feel like there's any connection between some of the wisdom, the mysticism and the magic referenced and talked about in those stories and the practical use or presence within the fraternity? Sort of. I think it's, uh... okay, so the whole thing with Solomon is that he had any wish and he wished for knowledge. He wished for wisdom. What are we after? Wisdom, knowledge. So I think it's more about that, less about the whole magic thing, but it's about striving for understanding and getting as much knowledge as you can. And I think that's, that's, that ties into it. I like that. I like that, especially, especially in, in regards to when you look at in the second degree, those, those primary focuses on the liberal arts, it's yes. about knowledge. You know, it, it really is. It's a, it's a, it's an honest and moral quest. And I think that sits at the heart of the fraternity in so many aspects in so many regards. What, as you live with conspiracy, Kyle, what's some of the craziest shit he's brought to your table? The sacrifices are like the big one that, you know, that uh, all the government officials and the cops are all involved to where anything we do is automatically covered up. Shit. There's no way. There's no way. In order to believe that, you have to let so many things go. It's just, it's just so far-fetched. So that's an interesting point, especially when it comes to how somebody could really take and allow a conspiracy to, to, to become the paramount in the forefront, because research within the fraternity would yield you pretty quickly that it isn't any of those things. What do you think drives people to stay so driven and so connected into these conspiracies? I think media is a big problem with it. I mean, how do you sell stories? How do you sell movies? It's with phenomenal crazy storylines like national treasure or anything from dan brown it's all we're going to take the truth and we're going to elevate it to a point where people will be entertained to watch it so and that goes for the news too i mean it's all sensationalized and people buy that also if you start digging into conspiracies and you start piecing things together it makes you feel smart it makes you feel like you figured it out. It elevates you and your ego. You're like, ooh, I've got this piece of knowledge and they don't. I just- like that. Yeah, no, I mean, you're very, you're very true. Because, I mean, definitely conspiracy theory. I mean, don't get me like, I, I like to put shit together. I, I am a radical ritualist, magical practitioner. Like, I love symbols yeah. and putting that. Like, all humans do. I mean, it's a human thing to do that. And the satisfaction in it is, is powerful. Okay, so as we quest through this, as we, we we stumble onto some things that, hey, like I'll be honest, so we could we could be as controversial to say the c word today, you know that lovely COVID thing. And there's so many, there's so many conspiracies <laughs> around it. God, it's nuts, it's insane. Oh, when we like, and, and even those that get connected about the fraternity, I think I tripped over. Um, some very large part of my body whenever I first heard some of the conspiracies that like Freemasons created the virus and all of these other things and I was like what are you guys on and why aren't you sharing see that would never work because you have Freemasons who are anti-vax 
you have Freemasons who are, I mean, we have different religious and political beliefs. We're not all, there's no way that would work. I, I think the idea, don't get me wrong. I love, I love that some people have so much faith in the fraternity or in any gathering of people that we could work together that cohesively. No. Shit. All of us are operating off of the general annual budget of, of like a, a, a house in, in the Midwest. And that's in a savings account that nobody can touch anymore. Like they're, what? We're, but we're more, I don't know. I'm like, if I wish we were that organized. Sometimes I just want to get people together for a movie night. Jibbles. That's like pulling teeth. I'm like, yo, let's go. Let's go. Let's go practice some degree work. Let's go. And they're like, <clears throat> sorry, it's getting late. I'm out. Bye. Like, I, I, I wish we could be that organized. Yeah. I mean, there's, we keep really good books. I mean, we, we're we pretty on top of that. There's been like, I think two instances that I can think of where someone has like philandered money out of a lodge and they've been caught doing it. Yeah. And they faced <laughs> the consequences. You know, that's actually funny. Uh, Neosho Lodge, number 247, my home lodge out of Neosho, Missouri. The, the foundation of our lodge is actually rooted in very similar controversy. Now, we, we obviously, we don't know entirely. So it's, this is all speculation, in my opinion, as per the documentations and details seem to lead, is that our original three worshipful masters of those who sought out that charter, we, let, let's just say they did not use the funds raised by the lodge appropriately. And they, they, they got into some hot water with that. So I like, I like, it happens. People, people come in with bad intentions at times. Oh, yes. So when it comes to misinformation in general, in particular conspiracy theories, what would you, what would you suggest or encourage to somebody who has put a lot of time and energy into believing something, but they're suddenly presented with a bit of information that is incongruent to those theories? do more research i mean and that sounds they say that too do more research uh so okay examine your sources for one thing don't just believe any blog site or youtube video dig in deep find some journals some newspapers something substantial something with credibility not just hey i'm going to go down this rabbit hole on youtube or wikipedia Go find solid sources. How do we determine what is a solid source? What is, what is credible? Because I, I've gone to all kinds of dot works, dot edus. Yeah. I mean, like the internet's this beautiful place. I've even sometimes deep and dark. But how do I? How do you? How do, how do you determine what's what's credible? I look for peer review a lot. Something that's backed up by multiple in- individuals saying, "Okay, this is true. I was there. Eyewitness testimonies." Uh, things of that sort uh you just really gotta dig in you got you gotta look you can't you can't trust trust dot coms at all you can't trust youtube videos without sources to it if it links back to a older source that was like pen and paper written then you have something that's incorruptible well mostly incorruptible <laughs> i won't say be treated as a literal first-hand account Right, right. 
All right, so yeah. roll in and, and delve in my hand into the lovely goodie bag of conspiracies here. Ooh. One of them that I have is on Flat Earth. No. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> you really want to get controversial. Okay. You're going for it. <laughs> well, you know, when I can, if I can, I absolutely will. So in particular, one that I've, I've seen uh, <laughs> has to do with how Freemasons all over the world are hiding the fact that the earth is really flat. In fact, it is an oblong square that our lodges all are these ancient system of mechanisms which tap into an ancient technology of energy and power. And that effectively we've deceived the whole world into believing that the earth is round. And that we can hide its its dimensions, its treasures, its its secrets. We also have Freemasons who believe in the flat earth. <laughs> so there's that. And openly talk about it. Yeah, and honestly, not- I, there's nothing wrong with the aspect of critical thought. And, you know, good friends and brethren who, who believe in flat earth. And that's the, the, their theory. And they have actual evidence that supports their claims. So, you know, honestly, anybody who's done the research and is willing to be tried and tried again, I'll honor. And I will acknowledge the hell out of you for that. But yeah. it's, I, I definitely, I definitely think it's, it's, it's a wild ass conspiracy. It comes from a fundamental distrust of the government. And I can't really blame them for that, right? I mean, I get get it. The government has done some fucked up shit. And proven to have done some fucked up shit. So I get it. I understand that. But I still think that the overwhelming amount of evidence points to, you know, a spheroid Earth. But that's me. I mean, you know, well, I I can say that I concur. Uh, if, if nothing else, I, I would say that evidence would incline me to assume such. And so what evidence, you know, if we look at this one, because this is, a, I love, I love this topic. What evidence do we use when you look at, you know, how do, how do you know that the earth is, is round? Spheroid? Well, there's satellite imaging, there's uh, topographical maps, things like that, that do show the curve. You can take a boat out. You can see the curve. You can take plane trips. You can see the curve. And, I mean, they just kind of dismiss that and say, oh, well, that's an optical illusion from where you're setting. Really, it's flat. (laughs) Really, it's flat. I love that. It must be the 5G interfering with my brain function, I think, that keeps me... Yeah, and then they they say that the, the astronauts who film... That it's they use a fisheye lens to make it look round. That it's really just it's a flat disc that they're filming, which poses so many questions. Like that's I'll admit. Like I've watched, I've gone into the inner, I've gone, I've gone down the rabbit holes for for a moment. I'm like, is it? Maybe I don't, I don't know. I had to think about it, and even when it comes to like trying to create a logical argument, I don't necessarily have any concrete like. I'll leave it very similar to you. I'm like, we have satellite images. I trust that. I I don't have to. I can trust that you're a person because I I see you. I'm talking to you. Like, I I don't need to go. Are you an Android? Is this a simulation? I mean, sure, sure. Maybe it is. I don't fucking know. But, you know, like, I don't don't have to question the the dimension of you because this is on a video. Like, I I feel like that, that alone creates enough credible evidence. I remember as a kid once I was in the van. 
uh, with my mom. I was just knocked out with my head on the window and I opened my eyes and I looked up and it freaked me out. And I because I saw the curve of the earth. I saw the, I could see, you, could just, you, you can see it. It's a thing. You could see the, the, the shape. And it, it, it gave me this very surreal feeling. You know, like when you climb up on a mountain and you look down or you see something in nature or even in cities, it's just, just like, whoa. And so when I look at uh, any evidence which could call me to question the seven liberal arts and sciences, I suppose, I, I, I do struggle a little bit, especially because like there's two, there's two things on top of the two pillars when you walk in. There's two of them. And that, like, there, there's ancient symbology in that. I, I find it difficult to think that the, the, it's, yeah, that's a deep web. That's a deep web. It is. It is. I mean, now, everything, you could call into question everything. You could say, oh, our senses are flawed. We only know what we process. Because color isn't a real thing. We're not, mm. we're only seeing color. So you could go to like hard solipsism where it's all, none of it's real and you can't know anything for sure. There is no evidence for anything because it's all processed through your flawed senses. But then what do you do? If yeah, you take that, that you? shit. How do you live? <laughs> it doesn't say very well. I mean, so, okay. So where do you, what kind of, what kind of philosophies and internal ways do you do you see the world i just do my best man <laughs> i'm just doing my best <laughs> now do i know everything no not by a long shot but are I you do. sure have you talked to cal has he given you anything in his cup because i feel like if you do you may you may you may know it all but it's like liquid the red pill bro uh nothing else so far but there may be some future videos <laughs> with cal exploring some other dark holes <laughs> yeah well honestly oh, i think you the work that you do to fight masonic information but to make it entertaining god bless you you know there, there there's two lines that people have a tendency to go down and that's one where they really they will just kind of like openly support the radical ass theory because they're like you know dude whatever you know they're like you know we'll take over the world you know whatever it could be and this, that's a very valid style. But on level, it feeds into the radical. It feeds into that side, which is looking for some kind of, I mean, in certain cases, if they're willing to take a single line out of a text to, to justify you know, some whack-ass theories, I, I don't necessarily like to give them any more evidence, any more recorded digital proof of us saying something that could be misconstrued or taken in a way that is anything other than like listen you know this is how it is this is what like that's just my opinion so when it comes to your approach it's very refreshing i really enjoy the entertaining aspect to it where you have your channel your content it's very wide esoteric wide spiritualism and i mean judging from the comments and the feedback especially in the time away it seems like that's continued yeah that's the thing i i would like to I may not convince everybody that we're all goody two shoes and that they should trust us, but I would like to at least get people to a point where they don't feel that we're the enemy and they don't want to go burn down our lodges and pick fights with us. As long as I yeah. get past that, I'm okay if you have some wild theories. I mean, it's just like the brothers, okay? There's people I disagree with spiritually and politically. 
but we're not hating on each other and fighting each other. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the fraternity. We can disagree. That is such a refreshing principle. And I think that like the, in so many spaces, if people want to bring hate into the fraternity, like that's fine. You can go ahead and try. It's not something that will ever last very long. There was the it was viral a bit back, but it was of, of some young idiot of, of assaulting an individual outside of a lodge. And I mean, verbally about just, and, and just all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, okay, whatever culture that we have right now that is fostering that behavior, either due to lack of supervision and engagement from parents, uh, from education, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where the problem to that lies unless it's just a one-off. But the fact is throughout history, we have, our lodges have, and the fraternity has experienced discrimination and loss, severe loss, at the hands of misinformation and it, it's it's not it's not something that i think is harmless and I, I think there's 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 a definitive nature need to get out and fight it yeah i mean just chill just chill <laughs> just chill and love everybody come on come on you know what's funny, and I think it's really—I think it's—it's—it's it's, it's situationally ironic that people are like, "Oh, you guys worship Lucifer." I'm like, "Okay, let's let's hold on to that." So, if you can acknowledge Lucifer as a concept, that means you should be familiar with Christian concepts, right? Like, and then that's an easy bridge point into like, "Okay, well, let's address Christian theology. What does it say about Lucifer? How many times is he referenced? What is the in general? Like, what are the base teachings of Christianity? Are you are you within that line? Have you maintained the level?" so to speak have you have you adhered to those beginning foundational principles as defined in your faith which gives you the the very thing that is entitling you to make these assumptions right because otherwise i'll be honest i don't think a buddhist would be saying shit to me <laughs> you know i i they i i have never i mean pagan's gonna be like you know hey shoot, hail uh i don't know pit deity it's just i don't it's there's such a unique thing which creates these radicals yeah, you want to talk about chill Buddhists. <laughs> Very chill people. <laughs> I love it. I feel like if we all had a little bit more Buddha in us, it'd be a Buddha day. Yes. And that's the thing. Buddhism can fit in with many different religious beliefs because there's no deity structure. So, you know. You know, and I, I thought it's easy to draw in a powerful correlation between some of the principles in Buddhism and the principles in the fraternity. When you look oh, yeah. at, like, you know, this idea that brotherly love, truth, and relief prevail. Well, shit. Well, don't get me wrong. We're maybe a little bit more uh, ritualistic about certain things. But I look at the, these base tenets of, of good. Like, it's good. It's good. Like, just chill, baby. What you, there's so much hatred and aggression sometimes. And it's like, I, I would challenge any motherfucker who has a conspiracy. Go find your local lodge. Go go have go have brisket, corn, and green beans with these bastards. If you leave there still believing in those conspiracies, you give me the lodge number. Yeah. Like, come on. And you know, that's why I kind of appreciate some of our more conspiracy-minded brothers who do believe in flat earth and anti-vax, things like that, because these conspiracy people often believe the same things. So if they communicate with these people, they'll be like, oh, wait. You know, that's a damn, you made a good, you made a good point, brother. I like that. I like that, brother Gnostic, because you're right. We need, we need, we need more exemplification that the fraternity 
encapsulates every level of crazy. Yes, yes. Love it. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I can listen to one of my brothers talk, and I'm just like, uh, I don't know about this man. <laughs> I don't really believe in that, but you do you. <laughs> you bless. do you, boo, rule number 14. Do you, boo. Because, I mean, there's one in particular. I won't drop his name or anything, but love him to death one of my favorite creators on tiktok and he's he's that way he has some you probably know who i'm talking about and he I, knows i i can guess and you know what and he loves it and i tell you what he is one of yes, the most wholeheartedly like honest on the level motherfuckers out there you want to talk about somebody yeah. who i feel like would take off his very beautiful jacket to yeah. to to lay it down for you he would in a heartbeat no. like the good guy Good guy. And that's, again, the power to not just the fraternity, but to any unifying idea that you don't have to be in contention, that you can have a different idea and not hate somebody and not be bound in, in such contention and rage. Yes. And, and that brother and I, we have had a conversation about the COVID-19 vaccination. We've had that conversation in private message. And it was nice. It was respectable. We didn't come away fighting. We didn't say a crossword to one another. Les shook. It was great. It was amazing. It was just a nice conversation. I mean, neither one of us changed each other's minds, but it was fun. You know what? Had... God bless you for being being on on you know on, honest about that because those yeah. kinds of conversations are they're pivotal. That's what would make me move. That's what you know, like. When, when I see a radical or somebody who I thought was a radical, meet me and be honest and chill and level with me. That makes me start to question some of my own stubborn natures. I'm a Taurus. I will, I will not move for nothing. But when I see somebody else take that, like, what is what, like the Buddhist path, the Masonic road, I'm like, fuck, I can't fight with you. Like, yeah. I want to, but I'm disarmed. We should meet at a place where we're willing to listen and we are willing to change our mind if we're presented with good evidence. We should be willing to change. You shouldn't go in saying, oh, no, this belief is deep-rooted and I'm not going to change it. You shouldn't go into a conversation like that. You should be like, I'm going to hear this person out. And if they say something good, something uh, compelling, I'm going to go research this a little bit more. I'm going to see where they're coming from. That ties into a huge power for any individual, and that's amenability to change and adaptability to survival. You, if you don't evolve, you're not going to get further. As a baby, we didn't understand shit. Some people did understand, and they were able to help guide us through that point, through darkness into further light. And I think having an open mind to find any little bit of light because i mean be honest we've all been in a dark room everybody's laid on the couch in the middle of the night like passed out it's never really that dark you'll find there's little lights everywhere there is always something by which to illuminate or give insight in a position regardless of how you know you could be in grudge powers out bad situation normal situation there's always a little bit of light to find so when it comes when it comes to your thoughts when it comes to your particular god i, I punched the table and it does this naughty thing with the microphone <laughs> When it comes to your content, your channel, did you have anything in particular upcoming, any any series, any things we can shout out or highlight here on the channel? Well, I did just upload a video. 
You should check that out. Um, next week, I will be taking my Scottish Rite degrees. Congratulations, all 33? Uh, I'm taking, uh, what, there's like nine, I think, that you take. Uh, whatever is required to get the 32nd degree cap. Oh, and then go to the I'm other three. Yes. <laughs> right. Because it's like a tinfoil hat on for that one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the way I understand it, you get like nine and then you can come back and get the rest, something like that. I don't know. Well, that's exciting. Honestly, I mean, congratulations. The Scottish right of the two appendant bodies, that's definitely one that like uh, my, the pagan in me. Boom. That's where I want to go. The the yeah. selfish, vainglorious bastard in me who loves to be the center of attention. I, I want your right. I like individually getting to go through it. I like getting to be the center of attention, being that focal point for the ritual. When it was Scottish, right, with their kind of stepped back approach and the more theatrical demonstration. Don't get me wrong. I think that's cool. It's just harder for me to have that spiritual without, with so many people present as it goes. Right. Understandable. I mean, that's kind of, the Scottish Rite appealed to me, the theater kid in me, you know, I do theater. So I'm like, ooh, theatrical degrees, sign me up. What is, what's like, what is the name of your local theater? Would you care if we particularly give us, you know, if we put their link down in the description below, if they have a so, social, if they have any places to? For right now, it's Central Arkansas Performing and Visual Arts, CATFA for short. Uh, but I think we're going to be renaming because that is a mouthful. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Booberry. I like it. Don't get me wrong. I will say it, and I'll say it just for you. But yeah. um, I, I, I think that you, you, you let me know. You send me some linkage, and we'll have it down below. Yeah. So that way, all of our low crowd can come and see you at the Sound opportunities prevented. We are, we are going to be doing more virtual productions. So streaming. I like that. I really do. Do you, um, if you ever have any, if you ever have any questions, or not questions, if you ever have, um, if I could have a bit of assistance on the technical level, because there's a lot of things with digital theater, with different camera angles, having them switch and yes. change throughout your performance and things like that. I would love to volunteer my services to help at any time whatsoever, because I think that's, that's, a, that's a remarkable way for little theaters and, and those inspiring artists to really get visibility and attention to, I mean, a cool performance. Right, yeah. Definitely. I will hit you up for sure. Well, brother, as we come towards the end of our, the end of our conversation, as we're left in the midst of what, what seems to be a still and steady lounge, I think Conspiracy Cow may have drank all the Kool-Aid needed. What I wanted to highlight for you, likewise in this particular space, is thank you. And in, in the time that you've spent as a content creator, as an, as, as a friend on the wee webs of TikTok and the digital. I always appreciate these conversations and I appreciate getting to sit and talk with you. It's refreshing as hell. Oh, I love it. I love it. Any chance I get to talk about things of this nature is great. One of these days we're going to have a summit. It's just going to be the, 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 the TikTok lives. We'll all gather together and it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun. We need like a round table, get everybody, everybody together recording, disputing, debating. Oh man, that would be great. <laughs> Set aside like two hours. God, no <laughs> shit. Disgusting. We need a weekend. Uh, we need a weekend, and then we'll just get everybody a, with their cameras, and that could be a thing. You need to be our moderator because <laughs> <laughs> we would need one of those. 
we would we would have to be we would I, I would be the, the temporary stand-in junior wolf. Yes. Oh no, that would be fun. Brother I mean imagine it because we're all on the level and we could have disagreements and discussions and just the sky would be the limit. And there's no reason for all sense of Britain because being Masons, oh God, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Even just I mean Oh, that would be so cool. And we're all really, many of us are not terribly far. And if we get enough planning in advance, there's all kinds of things we could do. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Brother, thank you again for your time. Thank you for joining me on the show. It's a pleasure as always. I look forward to the next one. You keep Cal at bay and turn up the 5G to 6 or 7G, whatever keeps them at bay. Will do, will do, good sir. He's passed out drunk on the couch. Oh, shit. Lucky bastard. I'm after my own heart. I, I know. I'm having his leftovers. Oh, no. <laughs> where, where were the conversations leaders, ladies and gentlemen? Kool-Aid in hand. Psychonautic agnostic. Be well, brother man. Hey, thank you for joining us and making it this far in our podcast. Remember that if you want feedback or engagement, or likewise, if you would like to contribute to the content that we create here at Hippie Queen Productions, head over to our Facebook page. Reach out, message us, let us know what you want to see and what kind of things you'd like to engage with. Remember as well that if you're curious, if you want to learn and grow on an esoteric or educational level, we host and teach courses over at howlingwindswellness.com and over on our website, hippiequeenproductions.com. Love you, beautifuls, so much. You really are the reason that we get to do this. We appreciate your time just listening. Be well and be blessed.